All right. Hello, hello. Welcome back to another episode. So my name is Callie, and this is The Things I Learned from My Eating Disorder, a space that I've created to talk about all the lessons that I learned about myself and about life from my eating disorder. So if you are new here, I recommend that you listen to these episodes in order, or at least go listen to the first episode first where I talk about my own story and I go a bit deeper um, into why I've created this space here. If you're not new, welcome back and let's dive in. So this week's lesson is on the importance of cultivating a neutral mind. And I I really learned this lesson from a few different circumstances pertaining to my, my eating disorder. Um, one was from the, the relationship that I had with my eating disorder itself. Two was from the relationship that I had with food. And three was from the relationship that I had with my body. So, okay, so what does cultivating a neutral mind mean? Well, essentially, it means just accepting what is. Accepting everything for simply what it is and not labeling things as as good or bad. Um, and it also means not taking anything personally. Um, like we, we have this tendency to assign meaning to, to pretty much everything around us instead of just taking it at face value. And the meaning that we assign to things is always, always based off of a past experience. Um, perhaps something that we directly experienced ourselves or or maybe something that we learned from our parents or our teachers or our peers or just something that society in general tells us we should think, right? And so really, this comes down to our beliefs. Um, I talk about beliefs a lot because they're important. Um you know, it, it comes down to the beliefs that we have about ourselves and about life in general. You know, our beliefs, whether unconscious or conscious, determine the meaning that we give to everything because they are the lens through which we view the world. So cultivating a neutral mind is really just about becoming aware of the beliefs that we hold and and understanding how they shape our perception of reality. And then being able to move out of judgment and into acceptance. And I'm going to get more into that, um, more into what I mean by all this as I move through the examples that I have about myself. So when I was, you know, deep in the behaviors of my eating disorder, binging, I was totally caught up in this disempowered victim mindset. Um, I remember thinking of it as like, just, it was just the straw that I drew in life. Um, you know, something that I was going to have to deal with forever. And, um, you know, just thinking that 
this was something that was happening to me and I just had no control over it. You know, when I was, when I was like in the middle of a a binge, it always felt like I was a passenger in my body and someone or something else was, was like moving me and, and causing me to put food in my mouth. It was a really weird, um, sensation and, and honestly quite scary. And yeah, you know, now that I'm thinking, thinking back on it, like I was scared of my eating disorder. It, I was, I was viewing it as like a threat, like this, this enemy that was always kind of lurking around the corner, ready to strike. And, and I was always on high alert and like, that sounds dramatic, but that was truly my experience of it. And so because I had a belief that um, my eating disorder was happening to me, a belief that I had no control over it, I never really let myself entertain the idea of a different outcome, right? Like it never occurred to me that there was perhaps a different way to view my eating disorder. And and so for literally a whole decade, I was caught up in this cycle of binging, feeling totally powerless. And then finally, I just reached this point in my life where I could not move forward. I, I had no choice but to find a new perspective. And, and what I learned was that, in fact, binging was not something that was happening to me. It was something that was happening for me. It wasn't some disease, but a coping mechanism that I was engaging in to deal with the, the stress of life, basically. You know, food was something that I was using to be able to experience joy and pleasure and happiness. Um, because, you know, during those, those years of my life, I was not able to generate those feelings on my own. And so I was turning continuously to external sources and food was, was my greatest source. And so the more that I learned this stuff about myself and the more I learned, you know, why, why I needed to engage in such extreme coping mechanisms. And the more I learned how to self-soothe and and regulate my own nervous system without food, the less, the less fearful I became about my eating disorder. And eventually I was able to drop that fear completely um, and really just view the behavior for exactly what it was. And, you know, whenever I get an urge to binge now, which, which I still do every once in a while, I still get the urges every once in a while. Um, but whenever I get the urge, I'm not scared of it anymore. I'm not scared that it's, it's going to like overtake me because I understand now that the urge to binge only arises when I'm unconsciously trying to suppress something. Um, and so actually the behavior is here to help me. 
to help me look at what it is within me that I'm avoiding, you know, some suppressed emotion or trauma, and ultimately guide me into releasing that that thing so that I can make room for something better to come in. You know, I'm I'm now able to to view binging with with a neutral mind because I've changed the belief that I have about the behavior. Um and you know, just to just to be clear, changing your beliefs, it's something that you can choose to do right now. Like you you get to choose what beliefs you have about the world. But it doesn't happen overnight. You know, you've spent the first however many years of your life viewing the world from one set of beliefs. So it's going to take time to view the world from a different set of beliefs. You know, you have to practice the new belief before you can embody the new belief. Um, Okay, yeah. So let's move on to the next example, which is the relationship that I had with food. And I really think that this is something that everyone does to some degree or another. But what I would tend to do um, was was label foods as either good or bad. And something that I found myself doing was binging on the foods that I had labeled as bad and then trying to compensate by only eating the good foods afterwards. And like, I'm willing to bet that, that that's really something we all all have in common if if you yourself find yourself in this cycle of binging. And so, yeah, so viewing food in, in that way as either good or bad was really what caused me to develop such an unhealthy relationship with it. Um, so, okay. So, so I had a belief that certain foods were inherently bad and that they would cause me to get fat and sick. And then I had another belief that other foods were inherently good and they would cause me to be thin and healthy. And so again, there was an aspect of fear here. You know, I was, I was very fearful of the bad foods, you know, quote unquote bad, because I I didn't want to be fat or sick. And yet I couldn't seem to control myself around them. And so it was in believing that there was an inherent goodness or badness to food that I was sinking myself deeper and deeper into the cycle of binging and really perpetuating the behavior. Um, and, and so the thing that really helped me release this belief, release this fear was, was educating myself. You know, two, two years ago, I, I began this journey to understand my eating disorder and to really heal my body. And so much of that journey for me has been focused on learning about the human body and how the food we eat affects our physiology. And so something that I have learned is that our body responds to different foods in a very predictable manner. Um, it's, it either, you know, food either affects our body in a way that is supportive of health or not. So 
like, for example, you know, a donut isn't inherently bad. Like there isn't an aspect of a donut that has ill intent towards you or a desire to make you fat and sick. Like, no, it's just a donut. And when you eat it, it's going to have a very predictable effect on your body and your physiology. And so like being able to, to know this about food and view food in this way as like something that's neutral and affects our body predictably um, really helped me overcome my fears. You know, now instead of looking at a food and saying, I can't have that because that's bad and will make me fat, I get to say, I'm deciding not to eat that because I know how it affects my body and I deserve better. And so, yeah, that, that's really the power of neutral mind is the ability to see something for exactly what it is and dissolve any fear that you have regarding it. Um, you know, it, it allows you to stop making choices out of fear and start making choices based in love. And so what I think would really serve you here is to ask yourself, what are you believing about food? Do you believe that, that certain foods are bad? And if so, why? What is it that you have experienced in your life? What is it that you have been taught that has caused you to develop such a belief? And then can you choose a new one? Can you begin to see all food in a neutral light? And instead of making choices out of fear, can you make them out of love for, for your body and ultimately for yourself? Um, yeah, like that, that's what neutral mind is all about. Stepping out of fear and basically into, into love. Um, so I think I'm going to start wrapping up. I, I was going to talk about my relationship with my body in this episode, but actually I think I'm going to do a whole separate episode on that. Um, just because it is such, it is kind of like a big topic. Um, so I think I'll do kind of a separate episode piggybacking on this one, maybe next week, but yeah. So, so this lesson, neutral mind, it really applies to everything in life. Like we, we have to learn the gift, the gift of acceptance of accepting what is because, you know, we are the ones that assign meaning to everything before we experience something. It's just a neutral thing. Like the universe doesn't assign meaning Nature doesn't, doesn't assign meaning. Our brains do. Our brains assign meaning to the world around us based on our past experiences and our beliefs. And most of the time, until we become conscious and aware, these beliefs that we have, they're causing us to make choices out of fear. But what's important to realize is that just because you experienced something in a certain way in the past, doesn't mean that it applies to the present moment. 
So, so when, so when we're able to become conscious of this, of the beliefs that shape our perception of the world, we get to choose new ones. We get to ask ourselves, is this belief serving me? Does this serve my highest good? And if not, you get to choose a new belief, like right now, um, that does serve your highest good. And so, yeah, start, start to become aware of the moments that you are judging something as good or bad. And ask yourself, what am I making this mean? And what does it actually mean? Begin developing a neutral mind. And, and like neutral mind, it doesn't, it doesn't mean that you're indifferent or, or cold or anything like that. No, it, it simply means that you understand that you are the one that assigns meaning to everything and that you get to choose to stop judging and just start accepting everything for what it is. You get to stop making choices out of fear and start making choices out of love by changing the beliefs you have that shape your perception of the world. And so guess what? Like we, we get to choose how we view our eating disorder. You know, we've, we've all been taught that it's one thing, but we can choose to begin seeing it just for what it is as something that exists to help us grow and become better people. That's, that's really, you know, what it is. It's, it's not something to fear. It's something to look at and learn from, to learn about yourself from. And so cultivating a neutral mind is, in my opinion, a necessity for healing. I really don't think healing can fully occur without neutral mind. Okay, so I'm going to end it here. Um, But I do want to side note for a second. So I talk about my nervous system and like nervous system regulation quite often. I did touch upon it briefly earlier in this episode, but I don't really think I've gone too deeply into what that all really means. So if you want to look into that, which I highly recommend you do because it's absolutely connected to eating disorders, um, I think it would serve you well to look up and read about the polyvagal theory. Um, I know there's a few good podcast episodes about it. You can just look up polyvagal theory um, wherever you're getting your podcasts. And also um, someone that really helped me look into the holistic psychologist on Instagram. Um, Her work was really pivotal, pivotal for me in the beginning of my journey. And, um, you know, in helping me really understand why I was needing to engage in such extreme coping mechanisms in the first place, and also in learning how to begin um, self-soothing. So, so definitely look into those two things. 
And, and I'll put it in the show notes so you can go back and, and look at that and remember. Okay, so thank you so much for tuning in today. Um, as always, send me an email or a DM if you received anything from these episodes or from this episode. And if you're enjoying this podcast, like please share it with others so, um, so they can begin healing as well. All right, so I'll see you in the next episode. Take care.